What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Philly Full Court Press. I'm your host, Big T. Will. And I have the producer extraordinaire on the other side, Mr. Nat Marlowe. What's going on, Nat? T, what's up, man? How you doing? Oh, man, I'm maintaining. Hitting week three with the gym and uh, things are going smooth. My strength and conditioning is up and down still. <laughs> still up and down, man. I still have no strength like I had in March. It's funny, though, because today uh, I usually try to do like a 10-mile bike ride before I uh, start doing the weight training. And I couldn't even get over three miles today. My legs just had nothing. They were shot. I skipped the whole cardio pretty much and just did the weight training. But I had a good weight training, so... Maybe I had to give my legs a break. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got to do what you got to do, man. Yeah, so, but, uh, you know, eating healthy, eating right still, eating clean. A lot of people listening on the uh, uh, last episode enjoyed the little fitness talk. So, maybe we'll uh, add that in there here and there. What do you think, Matt? I think fitness talk sounds like a lot of fun. Maybe it will keep me accountable. Uh, Yeah, because we know your diet right now. Tell 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 them what your diet's like right now. (laughs) <laughs> well, well, I cut out pasta. There's that. There you go. There you go. I, I still haven't, but I've reduced it tremendously. But yeah, man, you got to take little steps here and there. Little steps here and there. We all we all together, family. If y'all could do it and we could do it, you know, let's do it together. You guys got any questions, any ideas, any tips? You know, shoot us at, shoot us a, a little uh, message at Big T Will thirty four at Nat underscore Marlowe, and make sure you follow Philly Full Court Press. That's P A U L L Court seventy six. You know, that's where you can find us. You know, throw us a little uh, questions in and facts and stuff about training, and tweet us. Let us know what uh, what you're eating and what you're working on. Other than that, I'm still sipping on my ice water right now, Nat. I know you got something uh, pretty decent. What do you got today? I got some grape juice on me. Oh, you really good at switching it up. No no alcohol today? I had a Budweiser today, but that was in terms of alcohol-wise. I had one of those uh, Bold House Farms drinks. Those are pretty good. They, they made this new flavor. It was like, first of all, it was a three-for-ten deal. So I'm like, okay, I'm getting this. They made a new one, Dutch chocolate banana. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. That might be good. Is it, what do you think about putting that in coffee? That that would be delicious. I think that might work. Put a I, little bit in there. That that would be a perfect creamer right there. I like their their berry one they have and the blue goodness. That one's really good. The and vanilla I, chai tea. That's also good. I haven't had that one. I I see it on the shelf all the time, but I always go to the uh, strawberry banana smoothie, the green goodness, the one with the uh, apples on the front, the blueberry. The, the blueberry goodness and the berry goodness with all the berries in it. But, yeah, that's uh that's what we're doing over here. So, Nat, what do we got, Nat? Talk to me. Well, to start off the show, in terms of actual basketball talk, NBA talk, we have some breaking news. Billy Donovan, he is now the head coach of the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, yep. I saw that last, I guess it was as we recorded, so it would be a previous night ago. I saw that come across. And my first reaction was, I told you so. And I'm not usually like that, but I knew the Sixers was somehow, some way, not going to entertain Billy Donovan. Because we don't know we don't know who's in charge. And we talked about it last episode. Nat, let me ask you a question. And to go back off of 
what we talked about. If you have these coaches out here and you have these jobs that are open and you see the situation with the front office, with the 76ers, are you looking at that as a good job? At the present moment, no. September 23rd, in the year of our Lord 2020, that job is not looking like a good job right now. The reason it's not look, looking like a good job because we're still dealing with crap from 2018. The front office is a nightmare. It is a disaster. It's up there with the Phillies and Clintac. It's reaching that level. How in the hell can we still be looking for a vice president of basketball operations? How? In prepping for the show today, I read an article that our good friend Keith Pompey put out. And one of the first lines in the article he, he wrote was, are the Sixers serious about going after top-notch executives? Are yeah. they? I think the answer is no. Yeah, that's what, that was our talking point last week, our last episode. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And Keep... speaking of last week, you Go had ahead. me play a cut from the Elton Brand press conference right after they got swept by the Boston Celtics. It was a half-hour-long press conference of basically Elton Brand saying, I'm looking to bring in more basketball-minded people in this organization. Well, that press conference was a month ago. And to quote former Sixer Jimmy Butler, who's currently up to one in the Eastern Conference Finals right now, nothing got accomplished. End quote. And that press conference was a month ago. Don't even get me started, man. I mean, this it, it, I'll put it out there. All right. Call spade a spade. Ellen Bray, is he being played? Is he going along for the ride? With experience, or is he really trying to find someone with a basketball mind to bring in the front office? There are your three options. So, first option, that is he being played? Um, I'm look. My initial thought is no. I don't think he's being played. I think the higher ups, specifically Josh Harris and uh, the rest of that front office, Switzer and Autumn. Yeah, I think they might be trying to play Elton Brand. But I don't think they're flat out playing him yet. So that's why I say my answer is going to be no for that. Okay. So is Elton Brand going along for the ride? In the sense that he's more so going to be like Brett Brown and just be passive about the whole thing as opposed to being uh, active and make adjustments? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Correct. Wait, what's your thought on that? I'm leaning more towards yes. I think that Elton Brand thinks he's being active. I don't think he's actually being active. A lot like Brett Brown. I think Brett, like Brett Brown would oftentimes get caught watching the game. You've said that on many a podcast. He wouldn't make adjustments. He would get caught watching instead of coaching. The Elton Brand, you know, I think Elton Brand thinks he's being active. I believe that he thinks he's going after basketball-minded people. I think that he believes he's doing his job. I don't actually believe he is doing his job, though. I don't think he is being active. I think he is going along for the ride. Okay, so the last part, the last option was, does Elton Brand basically have any pull? I think he does. I think he does have pull. And I think, I, I, I genuinely believe that he is trying, or that he believes he's trying, to bring in a solid coach and to fix the many problems this organization has <clears throat> to the best of his ability. Mm -hmm. But maybe Elton Brand is good enough. I don't believe he is. I want to give the guy the benefit of the doubt because he is a new GM. 
But a lot of the problems that we see already kind of remind me of Ron Hextall. As opposed to moving the organization forward, I think Elton Brand is playing a role in moving this organization backward. All right. I, as we do on the show, we sometimes agree, sometimes we don't, and sometimes we come to a happy middle. I'm going to disagree with you, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'll, just, I'll explain why. I think Elton Brand's getting played, period. End of the story. I think uh, they got Elton Brand as just a face with a nameplate that says GM, and everything he brings up, they're going to take into consideration and they're going to make the final decision and that's not how it should be set up because this front office is a disaster who's in charge who do you answer to usually the coach answers to the gm the gm answers to the vp basketball bridge so and so and so we have a waterfall plates going down the rocks that's it ellen brand's got to get out of there if you want to learn how to be a gym you got to get out of there if they're not going to let you make the moves that you got to make to bring it to this front office to make this a better team, I'm not saying get out because it's your fault. I'm saying get out because you're getting played. And there's no way he should sit there and be getting played by this front office. They haven't made any right decisions since Colangelo left. And I'm talking front office wise. A couple of the trades Brand pulled off were great. We didn't have the right coach to get us over the hump. We got two lazy superstars that just won't put it together. And I use superstars loosely. Ellen Brand needs to go into the front office and demand his place in the organization. I straight up go in there. Look, we sitting at the round table and they all there. I'll tell you something right now, fellas. Ladies and gentlemen sitting here at the table. You guys brought me in to be the GM of this organization. I forgot more basketball than what you guys probably know. If you want to be successful and want to win a championship and bring in the right caliber coaches, players, and to this organization for these fans that are thriving and starving for a championship because they haven't had one since 1983 and half that fan base wasn't even born yet. They haven't been to the final since 2001. Half that fan base wasn't born yet. I need control and final say of basketball decisions. If you can't give me that, then we need to part ways. Because there's an article out here that was written this week, and we spoke about it last week. Dan Antoni, Ty Lue, Billy Donovan. All of a sudden, they were the three hot guys. One's already going to Chicago. Later on, we'll talk about what options are left. As fast as these big names are coming up, they're going to start falling. They're not going to wait around. Why should they? If you can't get your act together in the front office, what makes you think some of these big-name guys are going to sit there and wait for you to make a decision? Now, you waiting around for me to make a decision when we talk about the show? No. Do I wait around for you to make a decision when we talk about the show? No. And that's like the way- When we want to record, we want to record whatever we want to talk about, we want to talk about. Right, like we're active in what you know, how we run the show. Right, and because of that, you know, we've gone from like maybe one listener, and now <laughs> we've gone to like, based on the numbers we've been getting, like we've come leaps and bounds from where we've been. That's the reward we've earned for being active. Plenty of applause, Nat. Plenty of applause, and that goes out to 
all the listeners that have been following and support us. We appreciate you guys, definitely. But Nat's absolutely right. We don't wait around for each other. He does his part. I do my part. And if you're not ready, then the show don't happen. The Sixers ain't ready to win. We thought they were, but they're not. We being played. Yes, yes, yes. I, I already hear him, Nat. Nat, I already hear the people out there. Well, I'm not being played. I seen this coming. I knew this. Uh, 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 I knew this was going to happen. Just that and the other. Okay, all right. General terminology. Overall, we're being played. Okay, that that's all I'm saying. The people who are saying that. Oh, I saw this coming. Well, they're probably the first people to say they should get rid of Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. <laughs> Bingo. Right. If you get rid of Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, get ready for more losing. Because unless somehow you trade both those players for top-level talent like Giannis, like LeBron, like AD somehow, like any of those guys among some of the other NBA superstars out there, and if you don't match it with depth as well, you're going to continue to lose. So for the time being, you still need Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons if you want things to turn around in this organization. Now, I'm open to trades. I am open to trades, and I'm fine with losing in the present if it means I can win later. But I need guaranteed wins. I need guaranteed championships. And that's the whole reason why the 76ers went through the trust the process back in 2013-14. Everything you just said was the whole reason why. And this is and we're at a point where our GM quotations, Elton Brand, a month ago in the exit interviews said, I'm not looking to trade Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. I'm looking to compliment them, to expand on their talent and this roster. So we're not trading Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons at a 26 and 24 year old. It's just not happening. But they're going to, I've been saying this. Nat, what have I said? They're in for a rude awakening. <laughs> they're, mm-hmm. Whatever coach comes in here, they're in for a rude awakening. But it won't be Billy Donovan. He's taking his town to Chi-Town. He's going to Chicago. And, and let's be real. I think it's a good fit. Chicago's up and coming. But I think this is a good fit. They got a lot of good pieces. And speaking of good pieces in Chicago, we are going to have a little bit of a trade rumor to discuss coming out of our first break. Yeah, we got we got a lot, man. We got a lot. But this Billy Donovan situation here, man, it, it it's it's Elton Brand's not making the decisions. He's not making the decisions. There's coaches out here that have the moxie, the the stamina, they have the voice that could get through to this front office and the team that's constructed now. And I, ha- I haven't heard haven't heard his name at all. I mean, this is my opinion because you're going to need Elton Brand needs another NBA voice that can tell this front office, look, for me to operate, for me to win, this man needs A, B, and C, and I need E, F, and G. Period. And as much as I I try to say, oh, I'll get behind the Ty Lue situation if if Ty Lue's the coach. I don't think Ty Lue has that voice. Yeah, he has the rings, but I don't think he has that voice to challenge the front office. Dan Antoni has the buddy-buddy system, but this roster is not constructed for his type of offense right now. So that would be a terrible hire. So out of the three candidates, and we just broke down two, Nat, I'm 
telling you, man, they're going to pull a wool over our eyes. They're going to hire someone we haven't talked about. I'm worried. Sound the alarm. Sound the alarm. Sixers are going to hire somebody we're not talking about. I can't see anybody coming in with half an NBA brain and half the NBA knowledge, just half, not all of it, coming into this situation the way it is. No leadership, no guidance, no accountability, and no one knows what the hell they're doing. I don't have to mention names because we all know who's in the front office. You have to release some of your power. You have to let Ellen Brand, who you hired as a GM, be the GM. As he makes the mistakes as a front office, you hold him accountable. You work with him. I feel like Ellen Brand is on an uphill climb and he's not going anywhere. Who's in charge? Who's in charge? Hey, yo, this is Philly Full Court Press. Big T Will, Nat Marlowe. We'll be back after these quick commercial breaks. Philly Full Court Press is powered by Last Out Media Network. For more information about what we do, if you want to become part of the team, we have writers, we have podcasters, and so on and so on. Why don't you guys visit lastoutmedianetwork.com and hit them up. We'll be right back. They say that great teams are built on teamwork, unity, and camaraderie. They say that great teams succeed when everyone's voice is heard when everyone's included. We laugh together, build together, we lift each other up. They say it takes a lot of hard work to be a great team. So we say, let's get to it. We're never alone. And that is our strength. Because when we're doubted, We'll play as one. When we're held back, we'll go farther and harder. If we're not taken seriously, we'll prove that wrong. And if we don't fit the sport, we'll change the sport. We know things won't always go our way. And the world's sporting events are postponed or cancelled. But whatever it is, we'll find a way. And when things aren't fair, we'll come together for change. We have a responsibility to make this world a better place. And no matter how bad it gets, we will always come back stronger. Because nothing can stop what we can do together. Everything's off. You wonder, where are we? When the present carries historic weight, it feels like all we can do is wait. But in this moment, we won't break. We're held together by our aunt who shows no fear in the face of danger, our neighbor who lends a hand, our pop who runs from nothing 
our niece, who brings peace to a perfect stranger, our friend whose calls go beyond four walls, our daughter who put the room in motion, our brother who broke the silence when we needed it most. Heart will lead us back together, back to first and goal with all of us on our feet, a walk-off with hugs all around. A miraculous save that has us buzzing for days. A three to seal it as we erupt. Until then, we root for what we've always rooted for. Like our greatest moments. Watching in slow motion. Hearts worn in our sleeves. No backing down from the fight. Laid it all out on the line. That's what brings us together time after time. Here, we don't quit when we've had enough. We don't hang up the gloves. We rise above. This is the city of brotherly love. Welcome back, everybody. Philly Full Court Press. Big T. Will, Nat Marlowe, Billy Donovan, Chicago Bulls, Steve Nash, Brooklyn Nets, New York Knicks, Tom Thibodeau. Who else? Vacancies is taken. Teams aren't going to wait around. Looks like the Sixers will. Yeah, we got crickets in the Sixers organization right now. Crickets. It's messed up, man. Because you know why? 20,000 fans will be in there night in and night out supporting this team. They want to make sure the lower bowl of season ticket holders get that money in. They want to hound you for that money. But what are we supporting? What are we supporting right now? A six-seeded team that had a terrible coach, and his philosophy was not good for the, the team that was built. This is bad, man. This is bad. There's no other way to put it. It's every word in the dictionary you could think of. This is atrocious. This is terrible. It's disgusting. It's bogus. It's (laughs) unfathomable how incompetent this organization has become. How fast did this happen? Like, this deteriorated quickly from the burner account and big collars. Soon as Big Tyler was out of here, this thing just went spiral downhill. I can still see Josh Harris coming up there saying it was going to take time. I didn't know he was talking almost three years. That's a whole hell of a lot of time. You know what you can accomplish in three years, Nat? A hell of a whole lot. Three years ago, I was still working in a liquor store. You could graduate college in three years. Yeah, you <laughs> I mean, really come did. On. Come on. Three years ago, I wasn't. Uh, we weren't doing this show. Nope. I wasn't in radio. Nope. I didn't even go to broadcasting school yet three years ago. Like, so much can change in a year, let alone two, let alone three. And we still waiting for a VP operations, front office to hire some basketball-minded people instead of this whole analytic-driven front office. Get some NBA-caliber people around the organization besides using AI as a prompt instead of using the great World be free, the ambassador of the Philadelphia 76ers. I, I agree. I agree with Elton Brand when he says you need some basketball-minded people in there. 
100% agree with them. The front office isn't letting them happen. They're not letting it happen. As Rob said to us, I'd bring in Chauncey Billups. I mean, the more I keep thinking about that, the more I like that. I'd bring him in as a front office guy. I, I would bring in Sam Cassell. He's got knowledge, even though, you know, Clippers blew a 3-1 lead. I get it. I get it. Sam Cassell is a knowledgeable and former NBA player. Look what Golden State did. They brought in Sean Livingston, former player. Leandro Barboso brought him back in, former player. Guys with basketball knowledge. You got guys sitting on the panel, on these talk shows. Kenny Smith, Charles Barkley, Shaq, Paul Pierce, Jalen Rose. I don't like him. Jason Williams, Bruce Bowen, Tim Legler is in your backyard. Guy in your backyard to bring into this front office and give you some type of direction. And I guarantee you, no one has reached out to Tim Legler. This is a joke. That was a short list I just gave you. All the successful teams in the NBA have some type of NBA calibers in their executive position. Philadelphia 76ers got suit and tie guys. They got guys that want to expand on the video world. They got guys that want to go by the Mets. You're not focused. You're, you're, you're spread out all across the entertainment world, but you want to make all the decisions on each team. Instead of hiring the people and putting them in place to let them make the decisions for you. They don't want to relinquish that control. Clearly. They just can't handle watching somebody else have that kind of power. And it's being shown right now because we're still a month. We're already a month out and we still don't know who's our head coach. And they're, and they're throwing out hot names for uh, VP of basketball. Those names aren't coming here. We know that. We talked about it last week. And meanwhile, we got the draft coming up soon. Elton Brand in that press conference we keep referring to, he was asked if you know, the coach should have a say in the drafting process. You and I went back and forth on that, remember? Uh, it, I mean, this is, this is all this is all bullshit. It's been another week, and still, nothing is getting accomplished. It's an absolute abomination what is going on with this organization right now. And that's just one of the Philly sports teams. There are two other Philly sports teams that are absolute abominations, too, in their front offices and how they handle things. Smoke screens everywhere. Now, I was talking about the one guy that I thought who had the armor suit to get through to this front office and to maybe help Elton Brain. And it was Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson has that aura. That he could come in and he has that voice. Let's be real. He built Golden State. Steve Kerr took him to the next level, which is fine. It happens. Mark Jackson stood up to the front office in Golden State. That's why he's not in the NBA coaching regime right now, because he challenged the front office. But it needed to be done. And I tell everyone, look at the story. Just go read the story about it. Make your own conclusion. A lot of people out here, oh, I don't want Mark Jackson. Y'all don't know. And I'm not discrediting why you don't want him. Just give me more than the yada, yada, yada. Give me some hard facts on why you don't like him. And just throw it out there. You know, we're, we're pretty open-minded people. Now, we want to hear different perspectives. Right. We just want to hear, like, c- good constructive criticism and valid points. Right. Don't give me all he sucks or what has he done. Give me something to stand on. Give me something that we could go back and forth with. Use your critical thinking skills. I'm sitting here thinking, 
Vin Gundy that sits next to him in the broadcast. I take him. I take him in the front office. He's part of the Olympic team right now, the Junior Olympics. You need something in this front office that's basketball driven. I don't care about an arena being built to watch someone play PS5 and Xbox. I don't care. I want my team to win a championship. It's not going to happen right now. We were talking about earlier, uh, Rumorville. It's swirling, at least nationally, not here, because we got too many smoke screens. Talk to me, Nat. What we got? Well, there's a lot going on at Rumorville right now. A lot of uh, Rumorville in Chicago, and actually, uh, at least on one Sixers website that I read it on, they talked about this as well. But it is mostly a national trade rumor. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen to what Nat just said. One. One. Out of all the bloggers that the Sixers have, they have a lot. Out of all the media personnel, and they have great ones, and all the upcoming ones behind them. One. This is a national trade rumor that's out there. But Nat said one. Because the distractions they've put in place for us not to focus on other things that are going on. Go ahead, Nat. So we're looking at the Chicago Bulls. So what would you think about the Sixers trading Tobias Harris as well in this particular trade package? A 2020 second-round draft pick, a 2022 unprotected first-round draft pick to the Bulls in return for Otto Porter Jr. I'd slap the hell out of Elton Brand if he did that. (laughs) I'll be dead honest with you. That that is highway robbery. But you gotta understand it's gonna happen. And I'm not saying Tobias Harris is a superstar, okay? But I'm saying this when you have high price players or superstar players, you don't usually win those trades. You don't. So for the fan base that screams terrible contract Tobias Harris has, which is I agree. Get rid of it. That's what you got. Nat, I'm not doing that. Otto Porter, his contract's pretty hefty also. $28 million a year. Yeah. So that's what you're getting. You're getting Otto Porter, who was overpaid and oversigned. All teams do it, clearly, as you can see. And Tobias Harris, overpaid and signed. You got to trade the money to make it to make it make sense. Chicago would only do it for the draft capital. Outside right. of that, they're, they're not taking that deal either because of Harris's contract. It's just, no, that's going to be way worse for them than OPJ. Yeah, right. But they get, like you said, the draft capital. That would be the only thing that would be worth it. And that's assuming they would hit on their draft picks as well. I can actually see. No, I can't. I can't even see. Because I was going to say, no, no, I might even go down that route. I, I wouldn't do it. I couldn't I couldn't do it. I would need more back from Chicago, which would be it would be hard because their money is almost identical. And plus that's a team that I think is gonna be on the come up as well. I oh, don't yeah. think they're gonna be willing to sacrifice anything other than OPJ because they want they would want that draft capital. So on second thought, I do see them taking on the Harris contract, but only because of the draft capital. That would give them insurance if you're picking up what I'm putting down. Yep, yep. But yeah, that that's it's overall it's an unrealistic trade. It keeps them to the threshold of the luxury tax where they want to mm-hmm. be. Hey, you bring in Tobias Harris with a Kobe White, a Zach Levine. You bring Harris into that mix. 
I mean, they got something brewing. Chicago's got something brewing anyway. They don't even really need Tobias Harris. They can roll with uh, Porter. The Sixers, meanwhile, they need draft capital of their own as well. Right. They trade those draft picks. Screwed. Yeah. Screwed. Screwed. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you would get rid of the Harris contract, but then you would still have to pay OPJ $28 million, just north of that, and you lose your draft picks. If they pull off other moves to make that work, I would be fine with it, but it's you, you're taking on a big risk just to try to pull that off to begin with. Sixers already pulled off two big risks. Actually, three if you throw in Horford last for uh, last free agency. So you already pulled off three risks in a row. <laughs> it's not working. That right there, that don't work. That doesn't work at all. That's that's what we call, ladies and gentlemen, a L. The Sixers would take an L if that happened. Well, how about we move on to a trade proposal that I think the both of us see as a W. Oh, go ahead. We got another another one. Yeah. So the Sixers, what what's what do you think is their biggest need right now? Probably the shooting, right? Yeah, I've been I've been saying that they definitely need to upgrade the shooting guard position. All right, let's look at a team that has some shooting. So, how about a potential trade between the Sixers and the Dallas Mavericks? And the trade would be a deal involving Josh Richardson to Dallas for Seth Curry, as well as Dallas's 18th pick in the 2020 NBA draft. So, this upcoming draft, they would get that pick as well. The Sixers would, yeah. That's a W. Uh, my first initial thought, that's a W. Seth Curry is a is a shooter. His defense is underrated. I mean, the guy's a marksman. He can play the pick and roll. He can come off the pick and roll. Put him next to Ben. They can get up and down the court. One of the best three-point shooters in the league as well. Yeah. You, you get him out there, you're getting threes. And you don't have to be an entire team that tries to jack up three after three after three after three and miss and miss and miss and miss. No, you have one guy like J.J. Redick was, and you need a big play at a great time, give the ball to Curry, get the three. And then that takes a lot of the pressure off Ben Simmons. And, you know, maybe he can learn something or two from Seth Curry. You know, maybe he can be a bit of a mentor to Ben Simmons in that regard too. And then hopefully you can have two three-point shooters as a result. <laughs> yeah, wishful thinking. Um, I'm not necessarily worried about the mentorship or anything about that. Curry shot. 45% and his, for uh, this year, he shot 45% from the three-point line. His career is 44%. I mean, the, the guy, he, he's he's a bucket getter. And that whole team with Luka, Curry, Hardaway, who was here, and Burks, Trey Burks, who was here. They was getting buckets in the bubble. I'd do it. I'd do it. Something to chew on. Something to chew on. Now, you make that trade, you bring in Curry, you move Richardson. Do you try to make another deal with the Pelicans to bring in Drew Holiday? I think it would be unwise to not consider that. They should definitely consider it. And and that, let's be real. We don't usually talk trades on our show. We usually don't get this deep and this involved in trades, but this is this is interesting because of the coach that's still left as a candidate. Mike D'Antoni. Let, let's play fantasy land. Sixers make that deal. Jay Rich, Dallas, bring in Seth Curry. They get the draft pick. Gives you a little, a little wiggle room. And you turn around, you make the other deal. You get Drew Holiday and 
you get some wiggle room there. You might get something back. Let's get another shooter back with that because the money has to match. So they make that deal. You know who's another guy I go get? Who would you go get? Jeremy Grant. Okay. Okay, I can see that. You have Drew Holiday, Seth Curry, Tobias Harris, Jeremy Grant, Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid. That's a pretty balanced – I feel like that's more balanced than what we have. That's a badass lineup. So you can either make Grant your sixth man off the bench. I'd keep Cork Miles. I'd call me crazy. I'd keep him. If Mike D'Antoni's here, I'd keep Cork Miles. And you roll with that right there because he doesn't go deep into the bench. And you just try to fill – you try to fill out the bench the best way you need it. But at least you got your sixth and seventh man off the bench. You got a balanced attack and you gave yourself some wiggle room to go round out the roster that potentially Mike D'Antoni could coach. Chew on that. Chew on that a little bit. And we just put that together, just talking. Remember, you lost Jeremy Grant for Ilya Silver for 53 games. Terrible. That's not even a full season. Terrible. Terrible moves. Hey, thinking out loud. Maybe that, that money you freed up a little bit, you signed Burks and Glenn Robinson the third. What'd you think about that? Do it. <laughs> Don't do it. But who's going to make that decision? No one, because no one's in charge. There you go. There you go. No one's in charge. Who's in charge? No one. A resume out there, Josh Harris, let me be in charge. Let me work next to Elton Brand, see what we can do. Yeah, at this point, the Sixers organization, you know what? No, 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 no. The Sixers organization is being run by Nero at this point. And Rome <laughs> burning to the ground while he's playing a fiddle. Oh, my good Lord. Help us. Help us with this situation. Uh, I don't get it. It's possible. These things are possible. But let's speak reality. We don't know who's in charge. We, as in fans, don't know who's in charge. We, as fans... Don't know who the head coach is going to be. The Sixers don't know who's in charge. The Sixers don't know who the head coach is going to be. The Pelicans are in the same situation, though. So, reality, how are you going to trade with the Pelicans when they don't have a head coach? But at least David Griffin knows he's in charge and he's making the decisions. Plenty of jobs that are available. Hey, Nat, Houston, OKC, New Orleans, Indiana, and your Philadelphia 76ers, what team would you go to on that list? Where, where Rank those five teams for me in order of jobs. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'll put, because they have Zion, I'll go New Orleans number one. Mm-hmm. Indiana is mediocre, but I think they have Ooh. the most potential to move up. Okay. So I'll put them at number two. Rockets and OKC, I don't see them moving up. I see them going down. So they get my three and four, respectively. Actually, I'll switch. I'll say OKC three, Houston four. And then number five, Philadelphia. Damn. So you put in our sixers dead last on that list. Dead last. Uh, in, the, I might, in the present state, the Philadelphia 76ers. If they make some decent moves this summer, some real moves, unlike they did in the last offseason, like you bring in a solid head coach, you hire a great 
manager of basketball operations and you make some decent trades, maybe sign a free agent or two, then who knows? Maybe Philadelphia could be my number one. But at the present state of the Sixers right now, they are dead last. Put a nut, put a former player in player development. Yeah. Let Udoka and everyone else worry about coaching instead of player development. Put another player who recently just got done playing, maybe, or who has the knowledge and ability to relate. Yes, get real experience in get there. Get real experience in here. I honestly, I mean, shuffling your list a little bit, I still would probably keep the Sixers fifth, too, because I don't know who's in charge. I don't know who's running the show, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't come here for that. Ultimately, the Sixers have too much baggage. They, they have too much baggage. Out of all those organizations, they have the most. They can't move up on my list for the time being. They can't do it. It's too much, too much bad history in these past few years. Look, they, they got their three. They got Billy Donovan. They got Ty Lue. They got Mike D'Antoni. They had their three. They all, as the uh, article was printed this week, they all had second-round interviews. Chicago's up and coming. These coaches aren't going to wait around for the Sixers to make a decision. They're just not. Hell no. They're not doing that. No. I'll piece it like this. I can see Ty Lue going to the Pelicans. I can see, it, depending on how interested Indiana is with Mark Jackson, I can see them going there. I can see Kenny Atkins going to the Pacers as well. I can see Brett Brown going to Houston because of the philosophy of getting shots up. I can see Alvin Gentry going to OKC. I can see Mike D'Antoni going to OKC. And the Sixers are still stuck. That's why I said earlier, before we had our first break, they're going to hire someone that's not on the radar. Someone who's just going to be happy to have that title, that position, who thinks they could probably change the outlook of the front office a little bit and reach out to Ben and Joe. And it's going to spiral even more. Yep. What is this, Grace? Absolute shame. Who's in charge, ladies and gentlemen? Who's running this show? Yo, this is T-Will. That's Nat Marlowe. This is Philly Full Court Press. We'll be back after those commercial breaks. Hit them up, Nat. Hey, Vito's. Hey, yo. You want two steaks? Hold on. Hey, Cheesesteak! Cheesesteak! Cheese Cheese what? Yeah, 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 yeah. We got burgers. He wants a burger. What does he want? A burger? Get the cheesesteak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the cheesesteak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They both forget about it. Drop the phone. What? What do you want? Cheesesteak? Do you want a burger? What does he want? We do that. We don't do that. We don't. We don't do that. It's one thing I want you to do for me. What? Come here. What? Win. You know what you gotta do. Do it. Hey, you feel what's about to happen on this field, man? They gonna get it to us. We got to take it. They gonna black out. We gonna get one black out. Stand together and keep fighting. Down. It's time enough. Look. You hear me? Right here, right now. You ain't ready for a fight. Go ahead and go home. Because that's what this is going to be for a good cause. A fight. We always win when we fight together. The 
That's how winning is done. Now get out there and do it. Yo, man, y'all catch is 0-2 right now. We already have enough problems in the city with our sports team. Please don't add yourselves to the list. Please. Another one, Nat. Another roller coaster year. I called it. And we're only two games in. Another roller coaster year with this team. <laughs> oh, my God. Roller coaster that's all downhill. I don't see it going up. Oh, man. They're going to go 0-3 against the Bengals. That was a disaster last week, man. Carson looked bad. Doug's play calling was bad. Jim Schwartz, man. I've been calling for his head for two years longer. Plenty, plenty of times. So I, 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 I'm all Jim Schwartz out. Hey, Howie Roseman, are you adding yourself to the list of Clintac and Harrison Blitzer? It seems like it. The only team that in the city besides the Philadelphia Union that looked like they got themselves together are the Flyers. <laughs> Go figure. Go figure. And what did they do, T-Will? They brought in a new general manager who then hired a new head coach. The Flyers did exactly what we want the Sixers to do. They came in and cleaned house and, and brought in hockey-knowledgeable people, guys that had experience, guys that were seasoned, and guys that knew what, how to build a roster. To potentially compete. Yes, it was dark, dark days for for the Fly Boys. But right now, they're looking a hell of a lot better than what we have here. I refuse to watch the Phillies as long as Clintac's there. I'll tell you that right now. I refuse, refuse to watch them. The Phillies get zero energy from me. The Birds, Harry Roseman, man, DK Metcalf, JJ Ortega Whiteside to this day. To this day, still still trying to figure that out, among other moves. All right, Nat, so you got them going 0-3. So Cigar Man comes in, puts his ashes out on him. Yeah, I think Burrow gets his first win. On the road. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And, of course, it's going to be against the Eagles. Wow. That's crazy. Rookie QB coming in here and light shorts up. He's so freaking good. He is, man. Burrow is good. Joe Burrow is good. And he's got pieces. He's got pieces around him. It, it, this is gonna be this is gonna be a good game. I don't know why it shouldn't be a good game, but it's gonna be a good game because the kid's poised. I don't know. I don't know. We just got to wait and find out. Someone's going 0 3. It ain't Burrow. Uh you on wax, brother. You on wax. But yo, listen. Philly stand up. Let's get behind our squad like we do every Sunday. Matt, what'd you make last week? What were you eating during the game? During the game? I don't think I was eating anything during – I got to think back. Did I order pizza? Oh, you went with the pizza? I, got, I think I got – oh, wait, no. That was the home opener. I got pizza. I got 
Domino's uh, cheesesteak pizza. I'm going to make that my new tradition. I did it for the Phillies home opener. I did it for the Eagles home opener. Every home opener, I'm going to get a Domino's Philly cheesesteak pizza. Well, they lost both home openers, didn't they? Yeah. All right, so let's try to get a new tradition then, all right? Hey, hey, it's a, it's just a food tradition. It's That's not what... part of – I need Philly feng shui because it works for the Flyers, and I need some new feng shui to work with the Eagles and the, the Phillies and the Sixers. Yeah, let's try to switch that up, brother. <laughs> look, look, listen, no. That's not part of the feng shui. And you're supposed to be warm this week. It's supposed to be warm. I don't – I need I need uh, about ten more degrees, ten more degrees decrease. Start doing the soups and chili on Sundays. Right now, still, you know, still barbecuing it up. You could hit the Italian bakeries. So, but whatever you guys are doing, switch it up. They owe them too. Hey, yo, Nat, we got a segment, a little Q and A. You got the questions. Sometimes I got the answers. Hey, yo, let's start that up, brother. All right, we got to go to our good friend, Karate Mark, at Karate Mark 215. Yes, yes. We forgot him last episode. And he starts us off by saying, in my opinion, Jay Rich is the only contract that has a real chance of being moved. Also, I truly don't think he fits this team's potential. Thoughts on the Jay Rich trade to where and for what? <laughs> Funny he asked that question. And then we missed it the last two episodes because it falls right into what we talked about today on the show. Um, I would move Jay Rich for Seth Curry for Dallas. I think it's a better fit, better fit, and you get more back because of the scoring opportunity Seth Curry gives you than what Jay Rich is giving you. And don't get, and don't get me wrong, Jay Rich has been okay. He hasn't been great, and he's been hindered by injuries here and there. So... But I would definitely make the move of trading them. Yeah, that's a good question, man. That's a good question. What else you got? We're going to go to our man, Prison Mike, at Big underscore Prison underscore Mike. Regarding, this is regarding the Billy Donovan move. Do you think Donovan would have been some kind of magic bullet? He's not an upgrade on Brown, let alone Lou or D'Antoni. Who knows? Billy Donovan, listen, he could coach. It was a lot of questions about him jumping the college ranks, going right to uh, OKC, and he proved himself. It would have been interesting. He runs a his style of offense. I can see it playing with the Sixers. I mean, you need like I like with any of these coaches that the the top three candidates they need a piece here and there to drive their offense. But I can see it. But we won't. We never know. But Prison Mike. Watch Chicago Bulls, and then you might get your answer. What else you got, Nat? This next one's coming from Jason with Billy Donovan gone. At the present moment, who is your top pick for the Sixers head coach? My top pick was Mark Jackson. It's always been Mark Jackson, and a la Jason Kidd. Those two have been my one-two right there, Jason Kidd and Mark Jackson. Jason Kidd's another person I think could stand up to the front office. He's been real – he's always been mouthy. So – my top pick, Jason Kidd, Mark Jackson. Billy Donovan going. Sixers' top picks are Ty Lue and Mike D'Antoni. Clearly, you can see the different direction. What else you got, Nat? So, regarding to your tweet earlier, when you asked the audience to get in question to you from Ruin Today, why are you yelling? 
I'm not yelling. I'm aggravating. I'm tired of being played for a fool. I'm tired of being put down by our team. Aggravation it sits in. Sometimes you have to. You have to let it out. You can't hold it in. It's not healthy. You hold it in, you get it all bottled up. Then you start having negative energy. Got to release that negative energy. He's a funny guy, isn't he? <laughs> I love Ruin today. <laughs> Why, man? He's, he's hysterical. Go ahead. What else you got, Nat? <laughs> I, from Charles, the Bulls are more attractive than the Sixers. Does anyone want to coach this team? I, listen, I'm sure, there's plenty of people out here that I'm sure would want to coach the talent of this team, even as we rank them as dead last on the list. The fact of the matter is they don't know who's in charge. They don't know. Would you come coach a team if you didn't know who the hell was in charge? Nope. Charles. My man Charles, let me ask you a question, Charles. Charles, you come in for an interview. You know about the job. And I'm giving you the interview. But you don't know who you answer to. Or what tools you're going to have to do the job. And you tell me you need this stuff, these things on your list to do this job. And I say, all right, I'll pass it on to the upper execs. And let's say you take the job. And then you come back to me and ask me, you know, have I got back to you on the list of me? And I look at you and say, I don't make the decisions. I don't know. You're going to walk away with a question mark on your face. Like, huh? Why do you keep coming to me? Or let me flip that. Why am I, Charles, going to keep coming to you if you have no answers? That's how deep we are right now. That's how real it is. Off the radar, telling you. It's going to happen. Someone off the radar. You got a couple more or was that it? Technically, this one you already answered, but okay. it's funny. Our audience needs to know. This one comes from Kevin. Did we even interview Donovan? <laughs> uh, heard a report September 21st on the Inquirer. You guys need to stay with him. Friend of the show, Keith Pompey wrote, Billy Donovan, Ty Lu. And Mike D'Antoni reached second round of interviews. So we only can go by what we read because there's nothing really being reported on TV or or anything. Have you seen anything that? Nope. Neither have I. I mean, I only can go by what's being reported. And I trust our Sixer reporters. They do a great job. I, I'm assuming they did. But that goes to show you that how close the Sixers keep things to the vest. We spoke about that also. They don't really release too much. So, hey, look, man. You guys have any questions that you like to be answered? Hit us up at Big T Will 34 at Nat underscore Marlo or at Philly Full Court Press. That's Full Court 76 with a PH. I got to shout my man out, Tommy Lyons, working hard for the Postal Service. And he also threw in a couple beats he wants to hear throughout the show so maybe I'll give him that flavor I may take that artist and give him that flavor all the way through so he was he he, he, feel, he feels it Nat he feels the energy oh he feels that rhythm we got it going yeah man this one's this one right here I'm, I'm into this one too I'm over here trying to pay attention but as we come to an end everybody we want to let you know thank you again for the support thank you for following us and listen we going to continue to hold this team accountable till they start making moves. Till they start making moves. We about to go into October next week. We got the draft from that point 31 days out. November. 
we still don't have a coach. We're part of a list that still doesn't have a coach. And each team has a piece. Houston's got the beard. OKC has CP3 for now. Sixers still got Ben and Joe. Pacers still got Oladipo and Brogdon and TJ Warren. Pelicans got Zion. Holiday. Each team has a piece. Depends on where these coaches want to go. Where they feel like they can win. The East is easier for you to get to the NBA Finals than it is the West. I will still say that. West is still dominant. As long as AD and LeBron together, they still dominate. I think that series might go seven. Call me crazy, but we'll see. But yo, everybody have a good weekend. Nat, have a good weekend. You too, brother. Let's ride out.